0: Hi there changemaker! thanks so much for stopping by my name is holly rustic and i am founder of grant writing and funding what do i do well i help changemakers like yourself grow capacity increase funding and to advance mission and to do that i teach you to gain expertise in grant writing and coach you with systems so that you can become a freelance grant writer and 10x results all from the comfort of your own home and throughout the month of May, I'm going to coach you in moving forward. All right, guys, so I'm gonna show you guys some different things all throughout June on how to advance your nonprofit and also how to advance your freelance consultancy. So you might be an aspiring freelance grant writer, a nonprofit consultant, or a newbie looking to grow and advance your business. So in today's episode, I'm actually gonna give you examples of the nonprofit where I serve president of the board of directors and of behind the scenes of my online business. And the thing is is that the nonprofit that I serve as president of and my online business have both increased and expanded during this pandemic. Huh? You might be thinking, this is not a fluke or coincidence. During this time instead of constricting, which I totally could have gotten the pass from every person I know, I did not constrict, instead I expanded. All right, so let me be clear first. I did not grow, I expanded. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about the difference between growth and expansion, as well as go over how you can and should do the same for your nonprofit or consultancy. And like I said, I'm gonna go a bit behind the scenes and give you specific examples. So all this month we're going to be talking about expansion and to kick it off today I'm just going to show you the difference because a lot of you might be saying you're asking me to grow how can I grow right now that's not what I want you to do. That may be an indirect result of expanding and I'm going to show you that but I'm going to have you focus on expansion. Additionally, to go hand in hand with the episodes in June, I am also offering a $100 discount off of my nonprofit strategic planning master course. So go to grantwritingandfunding.com to check it out. And why am I doing this? Well, in the world, there is a lot of pivoting that needs to happen right now to not just keep your nonprofit or consultancy afloat, but to make it thrive. Plus, we are coming up on our halfway mark in 2020. It is time to re-examine your goals and see where you are in 2020. Chances are with this unprecedented year, you are really needing this, right? So don't be one of the many that are going to get to the end of 2020 and have none of their goals accomplished with a shrug of their shoulders and a really good and maybe even justifiable excuse of not reaching their goals. I get it. This pandemic has made it clear that things have changed, but don't let it make you fall into a blanket excuse for not accomplishing your goals. Remember, even a really good excuse is still just that, an excuse. Like I said, I could have totally had the past from other people, but I have a higher standard for my quality of life. And I expect that of you too, and that's why you're here, right? You wanna learn, you wanna grow. You have a higher standard for your life. So adjust your goals now so that you can reach them. Maybe you need some adjusting, right? Maybe you need some new goals with all of this going on. Maybe your old goals aren't gonna work, but instead of just not accomplishing that, Come up with new goals, readjust them. Like I said, most people will fall into the COVID excuse at the end of the year, just like most people will never keep their New Year's resolutions. But you aren't most people. Just by listening to this episode, you are someone who wants to improve your skills or start or grow your business. You fall into the slim category of outstanding. So don't give up on your year. We still have more than halfway to go. Go ahead and get the Nonprofit Strategic Planning Master Course today to get the in-depth processes to really move forward with the 47 videos and 25 checklists and downloadables. This course will change your life. All right guys, today, this is totally for you. If you are a nonprofit leader and you are just not even sure where to start with pivoting your nonprofit in the new normal, this could also be for you if you do in-person events and fundraisers and now need a different way to get income. And it could be for you if you're overwhelmed of putting off virtual fires every day instead of focusing on expanding your nonprofit, you're focused on growth. This could also be for you if you're a freelance consultant or an aspiring freelance consultant and you aren't sure if you should close shop. You may need to figure out new ways to get clients. And your expenses overwhelm your income. So definitely listen to this episode if you fall into any of those categories. So let's go ahead and talk about growth versus expansion. Like I said, this whole month, we're talking about expanding. Today, I'm gonna show you the difference and I'm gonna show you how to start with that expansion, right, and not just focus on growth. So let's go ahead and get out of it. And one of the best ways I've heard kind of the difference explained is growth is doing the same thing bigger, where expanding is using the current platform to develop other areas. However, I'd like for you to think of expanding as a mindset, And as an action, the way I'm talking about expanding here is the opposite of constricting. So if you thought about, you know, people are constricting their, their businesses, their nonprofits right now, don't constrict, take a deep breath. And I also want you to think of it, and this might be a little like out there, but it really makes sense is the theory of relativity, right? So Einstein referred to time being relative and compared this like to thinking of how he kind of explains this is, you know, if you spend one hour with someone you love, like time goes by quickly, right? You're expanding. It's soft and lovely. (laughs) Versus if you were sitting on a hot stove for one hour, right, with the burners on, that hour would be very, very long. (laughs) Okay. So this is kind of the difference in that. And this is in comparison to growing your organization, which would be increasing your organization overall. So during this time, we want to expand. We want to be in that lovely hour around somebody we love, right? If we just are paralyzed by fear of doing anything right now, we are constricting, right? That might be a lot of you. People in your nonprofit, they're home now. You're not having your regular meetings. You're not doing your regular things. So everything just stopped. That's like the worst thing you can do right now the same thing with your business maybe you're just a new newbie out there and you have these conferences in person conferences where you're going to attract some clients and they all got canceled so you just stop doing anything and constrict all right so let's think of expanding all right and what like i said this is different than growth where growth might be growing your organization, right? You're going to be doing the status quo of project A, B and C and you're going to be putting a lot more into A, B and C. Generally when you grow, you have to you've had an increase of revenue or increased complexity so you need to grow your organization. This could also be like getting a new grant project, right? You're growing your nonprofit, you're growing your programs and you're keeping your existing programs. You know, you might have one client, you're gonna take on five more clients. So maybe you don't have that kind of coming in right now. So we're gonna look at how you can expand to grow your business. And sure, you may grow your nonprofit or consultancy when you expand. Like I said, there can be this indirect result but you also might cut out some programs and streamline your entire organization while you expand. And we're gonna talk about that next week. So once again, think of expanding as more of a mindset and an action that is the opposite of constricting. Many nonprofits and consultants have completely come to a frozen stance with the pandemic, right? The entire thing, like I said, it's overwhelmed them so much they're stuck in the fright phase and they're paralyzed with moving forward. The unknown future has scared them so much that they don't feel confident in making any decisions. So they're making none. And like I said, this is the worst thing that you can do because if you are stagnant right now, you have chosen to be stagnant. You still have made a decision. (laughs) You've made a decision not to make any decisions. So why not instead choose to move forward? Why not instead make the decision to spend a day looking at your nonprofit or business? Sure, we don't know the future, but in reality, we never, ever really did. We have all heard that before, you know, but I don't think we really believed it, that you could have a heart attack or a car accident today and it could be over. Um, and sure, there may be, ha- have been a lot more surety of reading stable trends to predict the future before, maybe it was a little bit easier, but there still really was no guarantee but we still planned. We still mitigated picnic fundraiser events when it rained and came up with alternatives. We still planned for another conference if your flight got delayed or canceled due to an ice storm. So right now it is time to expand your, not, your mindset and in turn your organization. So let's go ahead and go over today four steps. All right, so all that is to lay out the four steps we're gonna talk about today. And these are the difference between growth and and expansion. And I'm going to utilize examples once again for the nonprofit um, that I serve on and the business that I run. Uh, For the nonprofit side, I am the president of the Guam Women's Chamber of Commerce. And throughout this pandemic, we have actually increased our membership. As a 501c4, we depend heavily on our membership fees and sponsors for our operating expenses. Right before the pandemic hit, we secured a sponsorship to partially fund the rent of a brick-and-mortar space for our Women's Business Center. This center was also going to include co-working and workshop space. Well, we certainly couldn't utilize the Women's Business Center during this time. But instead of just freezing up, we decided to move forward and expand. And as a business owner, I was preparing to launch a live 10-week course on becoming a freelance grant writer starting in April. Instead of freezing up and waiting to see how things played out, I implemented the following four steps that we're going to talk about today of expansion. And I did this for both the nonprofit and my business. These have led to growth, but growth is not where I started from. Remember, as I outlined this today, I don't want you to necessarily think about growing your nonprofit or business, i.e. spending more money, but I want you to think of pivoting and expansion. So let's go ahead and figure out how we can enjoy that lovely hour of expansion. (laughs) All right. Number one, figure out how to respond and to provide value. Before we even figure out how to respond and provide value though, a little special bonus, this is like point of five, know we have the four main points. This is point five, but it's very, very small, but it's very important. It's to actually meet and have a conversation with your nonprofit And if you're a freelancer and it's just you and your business, actually set some time aside for planning. Being at home has disconnected many of us, but I'd like to argue that I've actually connected with more people that I wouldn't have otherwise. Zoom and other platforms have been magical during this time. Of course, a good old phone call is also super easy, and I'm totally one of those people who instead of texting you, I will actually call you. (laughs) Kind of old school like that, but I feel like it just takes out any kind of, is that what you meant? Yes, or getting back to you is just easier just to hash it out real quick. And it saves me time on texting. (laughs) So there you go. But meeting to discuss, you know, it's really important, number one, to do this, to be like, okay, let's go ahead and let's have a time. Let's set a time up to actually go over and figure out how we're going to expand. We can go over all these main four points that Holly's gonna talk about, and we can do these in our nonprofit or for your own freelance consultancy. Okay, so let's get on to point number one, the real one. Figure out how to respond to provide value. For the nonprofit I'm in, in order to figure out how to respond to our members, a majority are women's small business owners, we conducted a survey. Since then, we have done multiple surveys via Google Forms, also on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn has a really cool new poll feature as well. So please check it out. It's awesome. Um, But the initial survey we did was to survey our members and ask them what their challenges were. We asked them if they're being laid off, closing down businesses, et cetera. What did they need, right? Right. What we found was that they desired to have access to funding opportunities and to also have more resources from working from home, right? That was new to a lot of people. They wanted to have resources. So that was one way that we had, we figured out how to respond, right? It was say, Hey, what do you guys need? <laughs> we did it through surveys. All right. For those of you who are freelance consultants, let me show you what I've done in my grant writing and funding business. Value has also been the main driver. Okay, if you're familiar with my business, then you know my mantra is it's never about making money. It's about solving problems. This has been very true during this time. My first podcast during the pandemic was episode 116, COVID-19 Funding Grants and Loans. In this instance, I didn't need to survey my listeners or customers because they were emailing me asking for funding and grant information. You were so awesome, you guys. You were actually informing me what you needed. This was super cool. So I went out and found funding opportunities and published a great episode that provided a lot of value for people to get funding quickly. So it's important that you first reach out, maybe you're a nonprofit, you're reaching out to your beneficiaries, you're reaching out to your donors, to your sponsors, you know, you're reaching out to the, your partners, finding out what they need and to figure out how you can provide value. If you're a freelance consultant, How can you reach out to people, your clients? What do you guys need right now? How can I provide more value? Figuring out the pain points of the people that you serve is really important. All right, so this takes us on to step number two. Take immediate massive action. All right, so for the nonprofit I serve on, once we knew the needs of our members, we started to prepare multiple virtual town halls, launched a COVID-19 resource page, sent out links to funding opportunities, got super active on highlighting member heroes, and developed industry guidelines and work safety posters, among other things, we took immediate massive action. None of this was in our plans, and we, like, even secured a Zoom account within 24 hours of launching our first virtual town hall. Our mantra during this pandemic is how quickly can we get needed resources to our members? The focus has been on expediency versus perfection. We understood that one more day without funding or resources could be the difference between a nonprofit or business staying open or shutting down. Plus, resources are being released so rapidly right now that we had to stay on top of it, and we still are doing that. I had this exact same mindset with my business about expediency. It wasn't about everything being perfect. It was about getting things out to people now, right? That they need and that they could have value and benefit from. I was hearing from aspiring and new freelance grant writers who weren't sure what to do with their business. They were kind of freaking out, right? And I knew I needed to do a special episode on this topic and quick. As I thought about how to provide massive immediate action... I realized I wanted to bring others into the space and conversation. I knew what I was planning on doing, but I wasn't sure what other freelance leaders were doing in the space. So I reached out to my good friends and colleagues, Dr. Beverly Browning and Rodney Walker, to be featured on a live panel with me. And by the way, I've also had them on other episodes in the Grant Writing and Funding podcast, so you can definitely check them out. They're fantastic. So they're both actually my competitors, but we collaborate all the time instead of competing. And let me tell you, this is just another example of how you should collaborate instead of competing. All right. So we went ahead and we said, okay, let's do a live panel. So I reached out to them. I said, hey, I'm getting a lot of questions. I'm sure you are too. Let's pull our resources together. Um, Plus, I want to see what you guys are doing, right? And let's do a live panel zoom panel meeting like right away and that way we could feel live questions coming in from the audience and give more value immediately so instead of just recording a podcast with them I said let's do a live panel where people can jump on the call they can ask us questions we can roll this out and then later I decided oh I'll release this on my podcast because it was so great and we recorded it so it was really it was like a win-win So once again, this was done quickly and organized within a short period of time. Remember, speed to market has been an important driver for me throughout this time. And we launched the live freelance grant writer panel, Grant Writing During COVID-19. And if you want to check that out, refer to episodes 118 and 119 as 118 is our panel. And then 119 is the Q&A of with the people on the call. So it was super good. And not only did this provide massive value for the people who attended, but Dr. Bev, Rodney and me were able to increase our mailing list as well of ideal customers. So this was really, really cool because we had people register for the zoom meeting and we were able to get their emails through them. So that was really awesome. So it also grew our businesses as an indirect result. So how can you take immediate massive action? Well, first list down all the action steps that you can take now. What is one thing you can do every day this week to provide value to your donors, to your clients, or to your beneficiaries this week? Don't think of all the logistics. Just think of what can make the most impact now. Do something every single day this week. And don't worry about it being perfect. People want value today. But some of you may be asking, how do you take immediate massive action without more funding or resources? So that leads me into number three, redirect your resources. For the nonprofit, we did not grow our nonprofit during this time specifically. Yes, we grew our membership. We did not hire any new people or expend any more funds. We have simply redirected our efforts. Instead of having our membership committee work on regular membership meetings, which were not happening at the time, they redirected towards other items we identified as needs. The government committee redirected their efforts to advocate for new bills that impacted our membership, or to oppose new bills coming out. Remember, our brick-and-mortar Women's Business Center has not been a resource we can pull from right now, but it is something we still promote. On the virtual town halls, we had to think about how can we still appease our sponsors. We realized that we can provide value for our sponsors by having these virtual town halls Um, provided by our main sponsors. So we say, brought to you by, and then one of our sponsors, and we have their logo on it. This has been very valuable to keep these long-term relationships and redirect their support of our nonprofit. Are you doing that now in this time? Is your nonprofit thinking, maybe you're doing more stuff online. Do you have you know, your donors and your corporate sponsors, do you have their logos on those things? Could those be some elements that are brought to your um, people or brought to the public by those sponsors? I would totally do that. They really love it, it's an awesome thing to do. And for my business, I had to look at what do I have available now? What are the resources I can redirect in my business? Well, if you go back to my original plan of launching a 10-week virtual live course, logistically I could have still held it. It was all online. I have an online business. It's not a big shift, but there was a shift for other people during this time, right? This was back in April, early April, when focus and dedicating to a weekly time wasn't in the cards for many people. Even though they were at home, they were transitioning their kids to schooling online and their focus was on specific COVID information. Instead, I decided to give a 50% discount on my freelance grant writing master course and eliminate the virtual live interaction, making a completely DIY or do-it-yourself course. Usually I release one module every single week, And then we go over, we meet every single week online, we go over and hash it out, and then I deliver the next content in week two. I was like, you know what? People might need the information that's in module six right now, and they don't have six weeks to wait around. They need to get through this course like now, today, in a week. So I decided to release the entire thing at once as a DIY course and eliminate the live interaction. Um, I knew people still needed it but doing it on their own time would make more sense right during this time and i also provide a 50% off all my online master courses I knew that people were scared of investing, but also that my courses would provide massive value in helping people learn how to write grants, open businesses if they were laid off from their jobs, or conduct much needed strategic planning, right? So it was kind of meeting them where they were, and I had to really rethink that and redirect the resources that I had to meet the needs of the people. So I pulled into resources that I had already developed, So remember, in order to really expand, it is important for you to look at what existing resources you can pull from. Do you have staff that are working from home right now, but don't really have work to do as they have more in-person types of work, like cleaning, caring caring for children, et cetera. Maybe some of them are really skilled in social media and your nonprofit has just not been doing that, that hot on social media and they could really redirect some of their passion and their creativity there. Try to rethink, how do you reorganize your resources? Really listing what your existing resources are is vital at this point in time. So I'd encourage you right now to list out all of your resources on an Excel sheet, see what all of your existing resources are and start playing with it. How can you redirect? All right, so let's move into number four, leverage your partners. So maybe you just racked your brain and said, we don't have a lot of other resources. Well, what about your partners, donors, sponsors, and others? Can you leverage them right now? One of the partners of our chamber is the Small Business Development Center. Right now, we do not have to do all the training for businesses as they already do this. We can promote what they are doing for our, to our membership, and that gives our members value. We have also partnered with other chambers of commerce and agencies during this time to really move forward and not to replicate things that are going on, but to co-sponsor things. So that's been really, really advantageous. In fact, we just recently partnered with Local Initiative Support Corporation, a huge national nonprofit organization based in San Diego that is now providing resources to our members on Guam. This is just one of many examples of relationships that we have built during the pandemic, and we are leveraging these resources and partners to give value to our members. For my business, I of course leveraged Dr. Beverly Browning and Rodney Walker for the Freelance Grant Writer Live panel. I've also leveraged other experts on the podcast. Brady Josephson was amazing in episode 120 on discussing how to embrace online fundraising. So I said, "Man, and people are moving online right now, they need online resources. So he jumped on and he gives you guys all amazing resource is on a webpage that tracks the types of emails that nonprofits have been sending during the pandemic. So this is super valuable as you can go to this webpage and get ideas of what nonprofits are doing and maybe instigate, oh, how can we expand? What are some other ideas that we can do just by looking at that? So if you're interested in that, definitely jump over to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 120, and you're gonna be able to see that. And then I also had branding expert Jenny Hargrove come on the podcast in episode 122 to discuss how to do an online silent auction and how to get your website to come up on the first page of Google to attract more donors. Once again, I knew more people were going online and needed ways to to raise money online, so she came on. And you can definitely check that out, grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 122. And for the freelancers, what am I doing? I'm doing an open kimono series. <laughs> I love my friend always, she has this little like metaphor. She always uses the open kimono on her knowledge. So I'm totally taking that because I love it. Um, this whole series talks about behind the scenes with grant writing and funding. And this episode is actually a part of that series. And it's a great example to show you like how I go behind the scenes with a nonprofit that I'm on as well as my business to show you what I'm doing behind the scenes. And I love doing this because I really feel like it gives a lot of value to other people because it's not just something I'm saying, oh, do this. I'm saying, oh, this is what I'm doing and it's working or it's not, right? (laughs) And here's how you can adapt it for your business um, to see how it will work. So it's already kind of like a case study done and proved proved to be true, I go through the process for you. So the things that don't work, I'll tell you, don't do that. (laughs) So it saves you heaps of time. So focusing on expanding versus growth during this time, I have indirectly grown members for the nonprofit that I'm part of and funding as well, as those members have to, they pay to be a part of the membership. And I've also grown my email list and increased my revenue more in April than all of last year. So that shows you a lot. So it's really about there is growth that is an indirect result when you expand. If you only focus on growth, how can I grow, grow, grow? You might dump a lot of money and a lot of time and energy into something that's just not going to work right now, right? The same old isn't going to work right now. That that in-person fundraising event just isn't going to work, right? But when you focus on expanding, how can I do this? without increasing my overhead, without increasing my expenses? How can I do that? And in next week's episode, I'm going to show you how you can continue to expand with even cutting your expenses your overhead. Because yes, that does have to be part of the discussion right now. Some of you, yes, you might be able to invest and grow. Some of you might be able to expand and cut. It's really cool. So I'm definitely going to take you guys through that next week. So what we've learned today is how expansion is different than growth. And those four things are number one, figure out how to respond and provide value. Number two, take immediate massive action Number three, redirect your resources. And number four, leverage your partners. And like I said, next week, we're definitely gonna continue this conversation. We're even gonna hack into this more by giving you examples and resources on how to streamline or cut while expanding. And remember though, this is not constricting where you freeze. We're gonna look at streamlining as different than constricting, all right? It is a conscious effort on reprioritizing. And yes, once again, growth might be a result of expanding, but it's not the driver. So never constrict because of fear. Remember what fear stands for is false evidence appearing real, but expand. And just as a reminder, if you want more in-depth tools and expanding, specifically 47 videos and 25 checklists and templates, then check out my nonprofit strategic planning course on grantwritingandfunding.com. And once again, for the month of June, I am giving you a $100 discount off of this course because I want you to thrive in 2020. I want you to be one of the few when you get to the end of 2020 to say, yes, I accomplished my goals. Maybe I had to redirect them. Maybe I had to reprioritize them, but I accomplished. And not only did I accomplish, I slayed it. So I mastered it. I got there and I helped others along the way. I provided immense, massive value. And I did not do this by burning out. I redirected resources. I leveraged partners. So if you want to be there, definitely check it out. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review on iTunes. I love to hear what you thought. And this also helps others find the podcast when you leave reviews so they can get value to help their nonprofits or freelance consultancies expand. And if you want to get a hold of all of the links that I mentioned in today's podcast, I mentioned many other podcast episodes and different things going on, you can definitely check it out at grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 124. And if you ever have any questions, send me an email, holly at grantwritingandfunding.com. I'll see you next week. And once again, thank you so much for tuning in. Do you want to join the Changemaker Tribe and get courses, downloadable checklists, samples of awarded grants, behind the scenes live Q&A with myself and the tribe and discounts on grant services? Be sure to join the Changemaker membership at www.grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash membership. Thank you for listening to this Grant Writing and Funding podcast. I hope you've enjoyed your time. For more questions, email Holly at holly at grantwritingandfunding.com or visit www.grantwritingandfunding.com.